Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 51 years ago while his five kids were running around. The front porch is a strange place to start an agency. However, it was because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at Toscano. Do you hate flood insurance? You're not the only one. A lot of agents do because it's difficult to write. We make flood insurance really easy here at Toscano. You can quote, rate, issue, and bind policies online with no waiting period. We can even offer payment plans as well. Check it out at toscano.com forward slash flood. Do you respond to conversations with it's not a big deal often? Stop and think, can this turn into a big deal if it's not addressed? Without further ado, here's today's episode. Hey, Dana, it's Wednesday afternoon and we're recording. Happy midweek, everybody. For sure. I know. I love, what a whirlwind. Holy cannoli. I know. <laughs> I, know what's happening. I could eat a cannoli. Honestly, oh. I could go for some sugar right about now. Well, it is <laughs> a late afternoon, as we know. This is yeah. Or some <laughs> caffeine gum. Like, aren't you always talking yeah. about caffeine gum? Yeah, I could yeah. use some of that right now. Yeah. Absolutely insane at the moment, um, which is a good thing. But, you know, that kind of leads into what we're talking about today. A lot of the times people say, like, if they thank you for something, I was like, oh yeah, no problem. Or it's not a big deal. Now that is like the opposite of what you really want to say to somebody. Like my mom always told me, you don't use fillers. You don't say things like that because it's the opposite of what you mean. Or is it actually rooted in what you're trying to communicate, but you're not doing it the way you should be. Like the proper way to respond is you're welcome. Because yes, I just did something for you. <laughs> like, right. You're welcome. Right. It's acknowledging that you did something for somebody else. Like it's just, True. we say, but we say this all the time. It seems to be like a filler almost to a point. Like mm-hmm. when people call and it's a Monday morning and you say, Hey, how are you doing today? We always say, yep, we're doing great. Fine. Wonderful. Good. And you could have just found out like your grandfather died and you're absolutely distraught, but you're still going to say, Oh, I'm good. Fine. How are you? Like, is that automatic reaction yeah. and it's denying our own feelings. You agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think and sometimes I get it. I understand where you might have to do that. Like in those situations where, you know, I, I got to do my job. I can't let things come in, but, uh, but there are other times where you could probably be a little bit more truthful and a tactful way, you know, without, yeah. without just filling saying the filler words, if you will. And I, I think a lot of times that comes through if, if there's maybe something on the other line that that person's saying that is bothering you and it's really not okay with you. And then you just say, Oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. How many times Mm -hmm. have you done that? I do that all the time. Oh, it's no big deal. And then you kind of like suppress it and you're sitting Uh there and you hang up the phone and you go, it is a big deal. That really <laughs> upset me. And then you call your coworker or your friend or like, trust me, it happens and fit with your friends, your family, work. It doesn't matter where, how many times have we all done that? And right. this is something I know I have to work on. Now, of course, when it comes to work being work related, there's a fine line. You can't just, you know, air everything out there. I think sometimes right. we say these things, it's no big deal. 
because maybe we don't know the initial response. It is bothering us, but I need to comprehend it. How do I word it? Some of us are very good at words and can respond automatically in a very, very professional way. It's not that I'm not professional. It's just, I'm not good at confrontation. So I really need to work on that. I would have to hang up the phone, sit on it, maybe do a call back, a follow-up and say, I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about our conversation. You know, let's talk a little bit more about that if you don't mind and and kind of get into it. But even after all these years, I I still struggle a bit with this. I don't know. How about you, Nicole? I do as well, um, both professionally and personally. And you made really good points about, you know, you can't always just like lay it all out for a customer. And, you know, we have to keep that line there and we can't do that. But when we're working with coworkers or we're talking to our spouse or whatever, we don't have to go to the gym to get out all that suppressed, you know, stuff that we pushed down. Like I took a kickboxing class last night. And by the way, it was absolutely awesome. I loved it. Um, but I was like, really, really punching the instructor. <laughs> he was like, wow, you're really like into this tonight. And I was just like, ah. but you know, that's what happens. It all starts to build, but we need to understand that we can't necessarily be upset with the other party. If our response was, it's no big deal or, you know, oh, it doesn't bother me or, oh, it's, it's fine. But when something is bothering us or offending us, we all typically seem to be super polite, more polite than we are with our friends and family, we're more polite with complete strangers. Isn't it so weird how that works? Um, but we tend to give people the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, it's no big deal. But instead of automatically going to that response, I would challenge you. And Dana, you said, you know, you struggle with this. I struggle in some, some ways too. Next time to stop and really ask yourself, just do a quick check. You know, even if you don't like confrontation, just stop, pause and think for a second. Are you really unbothered like you said you were or are you just trying to avoid that conflict because typically those words are just trying to avoid a conflict I don't like confrontation either and you know my husband and I just talked about this last night not that he's good at confrontation of anybody's good at confrontation it just seems like some people are better and they can like quickly respond with what they're feeling what they're thinking what to do how to do it and you know when you're having a disagreement and me, I'm kind of like, uh, like I need, I need some time. And, you know, I, it's not that you're more intelligent, less intelligent, you know, more schooling, less schooling, good with words, not good with words. It's not that at all. I've got like this shock factor that happens when someone's like raising their voice or you can tell they're upset or we're not agreeing on something and you can feel it when that confrontation's coming, right, Dana? You right. feel it. Oh, right. And what kills me about it is, in that moment, because we all have our opinions. I think every one of us can be very strong on certain feelings and, and, you know, what they're saying is totally against what you feel and what you believe, no matter what the conversation is, but you're sitting there going, it's no big deal. And all of a sudden my words go away. I don't know what to say because if it's out of left field and I'm not ready for it, or we weren't even on that topic, like you said, Nicole, I just get 
I, I lose all words. I'm like, I actually mm-hmm. know how to defend myself in this conversation. I'm just not prepared <laughs> for it at the moment. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's no big deal. And then I leave it and, and like an hour later. It's like, I should have said this. And why didn't I say that? And not, and it's not really that hostile. I'm sounding like it is a lot of times it's not, it's just actually just an educated conversation to air just a couple questions out because maybe something wasn't discussed in the, in the situation or the conflict. Maybe there's some misunderstanding in between. And sometimes I've learned there's not, and you just don't agree. That's the other part. Are we clear? Is there a misunderstanding here? Or is it just that we firmly just don't agree on this and we can agree to disagree? Yeah. Right. But if we don't talk it out and we just say, it's no big deal. We start to maybe, I don't know if past judgment's the right word or just, mm-hmm. just get it like a little snarky. If that makes yeah. Sense. And you know, I think a lot of this comes back down to your home environment growing up. I'm not saying one's better than the other. My parents were, um, well, I'll back up. My mom was a bit of a feminist, just going to say it. <laughs> she was. And she raised all four of her daughters to be strong, independent women. And we can rock that like no one's business. I will speak for myself and not my other sisters. When it comes to confrontation in a personal aspect, I am not as vocal as I am in a professional aspect. I can rock that all day long when it comes to work, professional, whatever, you know, dealing with a customer, dealing with a manager, dealing with a coworker, got it. When it comes into my personal life, I'm the one who goes, okay, could you just like give me 15 minutes? I got to go walk around the block. I I need some time to think. And my husband's in there going, what? Like, what? Like, (laughs) So, you know, there's no right or wrong here, but I think what it is, is I have learned through the years that you can't take those words back. So I really, when I'm caught off guard and I'm not prepared to talk about something um, and it's personal and it's, it's, it's going to be a conflict or it's going to be, you know, we need to have words. I'm not saying that my husband and I scream and yell at each other. We certainly don't, but he was raised in an environment where people raise their voices more often when they were having a conflict. It's not that he raises his voice with me, but he has no problem being much more. I don't want to say drama and dramatic, but animated in conversation, you know, and when he's, you know, trying to get his point across point across for something. Um, and this is not the silly dishwasher emptying the dishwasher conversation. These are deeper, bigger, you know, big picture conversations. And, you know, we're in our first year of marriage or anniversaries next week. Like, you know, we've had a lot of change. We've had a lot of adjustment, a lot of, um, I don't want to say confrontation compromise. That's the word. Couldn't think of it. I don't have a problem with compromise either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think it does come down to um, the environments you were raised in and what you're used to and the type of communication that occurs during a confrontation and conflict as to what you were raised around. Would you say the same thing, Dana? Oh, yeah. Similar. I I, I agree. And I think when you're when you work with someone for a long time or you're in a relationship with somebody with somebody for a long time, or if it's your parents or your sibling or whoever that you've known for a while, after some time, you'll start to pick up on if they, if, if let's say I say it's no big deal, my husband can go, 
yeah, it is what's going on. And that, Mm -hmm. and sometimes even if it is caught and that they could tell I'm bothered by it, I'm not prepared for it. Like you said, and, or have the time to get into it. And I just, or energy, does that sound bad? Like, I just like, I can't, I just can't. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, is that, I mean, is there some truth in that? Because I really do want to talk about this. This is important. The timing is just off and I got to come, I got to circle back. (laughs) I got to circle back. I'm a circle back person too, you know, and you and I definitely have that in common, but I know if I'm really upset about something and I'll blame this on Italian blood, um, I can, I can lose my temper. I can get really upset on a personal level, not necessarily at work, but you know, I'm not saying I'm this yelling, screaming rampage person, but if I'm like really bothered by something, yeah, it's just, you know, we all, it doesn't take a talent to do that. It just happens. Like, it's not something that, to brag about. That emotional response kicks in and you can't control it sometimes. I have it. I have that Italian side. And like your husband, I get the animated vocal. My voice gets louder. And I know my husband says I'm yelling. I feel like I'm not yelling. I know I'm loud, but like thinking this is not yelling. I'm just... <laughs> feel like you can't hear me. So I'm speaking louder. No, <laughs> me, it's a like a helicopter. Deal. Like my arms go like a helicopter taking off. And then Jared's like, are you like calling it a plane? What are you doing? <laughs> Should we make clearance? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Large things is what he says all the time. You got your orange lights, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but you know, it's really important to not just avoid that conflict, especially for people with personalities like you and I, Dana, um, Instead of, instead of avoiding it, you should be trying to take action, but you're looking for action to seek conversation, not confrontation. And so many people get that messed up. So I know I'm not good at confrontation. I don't like being involved in it, but I like having conversation. So this is very easy to say when you're not talking about something that's bothering you, but when you're talking about something that's bothering you, we all tend to go to the confrontation. We're standing up for ourselves. We're defending our position. We're trying to get our point across. And a lot of us are persuaders. We are trying to persuade the other party to believe what we believe, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. You said something very clearly, you know, we're going to agree to disagree. But does agreeing to disagree always work? No. (laughs) No. Well, the only thing I could say to what's good about that is it can eliminate topics off the conversation sometimes. Hmm. So if you know that you and this person that you, you care for deeply, there's just something that you totally disagree on. Not that it has to get hostile, but you just don't really ever want it to get to a certain level. If it's that intent of a conversation, yeah, you both know it's just like okay, we don't have to talk about that then. It's just off the table. Right. Let's just not bring it up if it's something that could really stir a potential problem. We right. listen. We cannot agree with every single person on this planet on every single topic. Mm-mm. That's what makes us all conversation so great. I think you know it's what I love the art. Like we talk of the conversation and hearing different ideas and discussion points and and hearing everything. But you're right, Nicole. On the when it comes to the timing of things. If I'm in the right mind frame and can get my points on topic, it is the go to defend and to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, I'm right. You're wrong. And it's like, no, no one's right or wrong necessarily. 
Right. So you feel, I feel how I feel, and hopefully we can understand each other and where we're coming from. That in the end, that's how we'd love for everybody to be. And then sometimes you end up realizing if it's a serious topic or couple of topics that you'll never agree. And maybe you just don't have a relationship with that person. Um, I think that happens yeah. in all aspects too. But getting to the point where you can have the conversation and not just roll it off of it's no big deal. No, it's okay. It's fine. And really you have all this resentment sitting in the back of your head. Next time that person reaches out to you, you're just like, you know, they didn't seem to really care what I had to say, or they didn't ask me if I care, but you didn't share what you cared either. That's the other part. You know, they were open with you. You sat there and you said, okay, okay, okay. How are they supposed to know you felt any differently if you sat there and agreed? Exactly. And I'm exactly. guilty. Exactly. Oh yeah. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I am a, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm full disclosure people. I mean, I, not that I'm a people pleaser. It's just like, like you said, Nicole, I, I'm a generally happy person, optimistic, and I don't really like, com- you know, confrontation. Not that that's what it is, but it's not hard to just say, you know what, on that note, can we talk about that a little bit further and ask some more questions, get a conversation and see where it leads. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that could ever hurt to dig in a little deeper without, like you saying, being almost combative or confrontation or defending yourself. You could just right. turn it around with some open questions about yeah. Conversation. And it's, it's hard to speak up for yourself, but it's really the only way to resolve an issue. And when issues go on that aren't resolved, we build resentment. We're upset. It actually makes us sick. It's not a good spot to be in. It really isn't. It isn't, but you know, for you and I who need to walk away in those moments, there's nothing wrong with that. I've learned this through the years Yes, there may be other people who are like really, really frustrated with us because we can't do the instant and give them the the instant answers they want. And, you know, we've talked about this before that comes down to us all being really, really spoiled by instant information all the time. We can't always have that. So sometimes you need to be like, you know what? I just need a couple minutes or can we talk about this tomorrow morning when I have a little bit more time or, you know, you don't want to offend somebody and say, I don't have time for you right now. Like the way that you word it, it's also your attitude and your approach. Like that is a huge thing. You just said about being, you know, you're very, very optimistic and generally a happy person. If you're coming into a conversation and you're coming in with a poor attitude to begin with, that's what you're going to portray in your communication. And that's never a good way. Way to try to resolve something. If you are approaching the situation with wanting to learn and grow and be better from this conversation with this person, I can almost guarantee you're going to have a better outcome, no doubt whatsoever. So, you know, doing an attitude check, that's a big thing. And if you're a person who says things and then you instantly wish you didn't, maybe you should walk away before you start having those conversations. I learned that the hard way. I did. I learned that young. You can't take words back. You cannot. And even even if you say something you don't actually mean, it's out there and that person will hear that for a very, very long time because you said it. Words hurt. They really hurt sometimes. And hurt worse than a lot of things. Yeah, it's crazy. I like your point. I mean, set the tone. 
You know, if you go into the conversation and attack mode, then someone's going to come on a defense mode and, you know, it could just start off wrong. Or like you said, very negatively, then it could just spiral negatively on the Mm -hmm. whole thing. So open-minded and just positive and just come in with it. It, it, And don't, I guess the other thing too, I, I try to do this because I, because I don't like to catch people off guard, obviously you, you can't be prepared for every conversation coming in, obviously. Yeah. But I I think when I need to call somebody and start to have a difficult conversation about work related or whatever, I try to preface it in a calmer way and and open up with something different and and lead into it and say, okay, well, Hey, you know, we talked about this one thing, you know, we need to talk a little bit more about it. Do you have some time right now? And I kind of say that because if they really don't, and they say, actually, I'm leaving in two minutes, I got a meeting, then I'll just say, listen, if you can call me back, you know, when you're done or tomorrow morning, I'm, I'm available. We just really need to talk some more and see what happens. I think in your approach too, I, I, I approach it the way I think I would want it approached to me. <laughs> well, yeah, no, me, that sounds selfish. Um, but that, that way I, I feel like, okay, you've kind of lessen the blow. I know something's coming, but I'm going to be prepared for it. I'm open to it. You've opened it to me. Like I can listen to you without being defensive or not attack mode, but like, like feel like I'm being attacked or something's wrong. So. Right. You know, and the other thing is not everything that comes up is going to trigger an emotional response. That's going to require you to take some sort of action. Like this comes down to personal relationships. You're at home, you're unloading the dishwasher and maybe you slam the door a little bit harder when you unload the dishwasher and maybe you're putting the dishes away and you're slamming the cabinets if you don't have soft closed doors, whatever. But, you know, you're obviously acting aggressive or upset about something. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be an action that's taken in that exact moment. If your spouse comes up to you and says, what's going on with you? Do you think you're going to get a positive reaction with that kind of question? Absolutely not. You're already slamming doors. Like you don't want to know. Going to work. <laughs> so you don't necessarily always want to get an action, but you can say, you know what? Is there something I can do for you? It seems like you know you're a little upset right now. That's a much better approach. Just a little bit of advice for all of us. When you hear or notice that someone you love and care about or work with is obviously not doing so good, make sure you think about the attitude of approaching them. They may not necessarily want you to take action at that exact moment, but you know something's brewing and you might need to check on them a little bit later, but right now might not be the time. (laughs) Right, right. Or if you feel like it really has to be the time, maybe pull them aside and said, Hey, we, we need to talk real quick. You know, it's, it's, you're trying to maybe protect them for something. We need to talk about mm-hmm. something and, or, you know, that that person's about to broach something with another coworker that I know mm-hmm. you guys know that you, maybe me, for example, Nicole, I know you're going to talk to somebody where you two, that other person does not agree with about what you're about to say. And I can forewarn you just maybe whatever. I mean, again, you, this doesn't always happen, but if you can just say, Hey, just a heads up, this is how they think about this topic. It might help you going into the conversation. So you don't get attacked. And that's always nice. If you can do that, doesn't happen all the time, but those are certain situations. You can pull that person out, pull them aside right away and just say, Hey, I know you're about to go do this, but if you don't mind listening to me real quick, let me just share you with some information I know. And it could help you with that conversation. 
that's ideal. Doesn't definitely. Happen. Yeah. Doesn't and you know, lot, I, it does it, happen. <laughs> it does happen. Definitely. You know, I've had a recent conversation, um, at work where someone came to me and, and explained to me something that was going to be changing. And this person knew I had strong feelings about this on a personal level. That's going to be affecting me in my day-to-day professionally. And my response was, Oh, it's, it's okay. It's not a big deal. And they stopped me. These cameras we have here, every time we make a phone call internally, the other person on the other line, we both have cameras so we can see each other as if we're having a regular conversation, no matter what area of the country we're on or at. And um, they looked right at me and they're like, yes, it is a big deal to you. And that's why we're going to talk about it now. So really think before you say it's not a big deal. The next time you automatically do it, because some of us don't even realize it. We don't realize it because we are so programmed to respond, to be nice and respectful and, you know, just accommodating to the other party. I'm a huge people pleaser. I do this all the time. So the next time you feel like you're going to say, or you listen to yourself and you say it's no big deal, really stop and consider whether that's actually true so it doesn't turn into a really, really big deal. That's my challenge for each of you. Challenge accepted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we want to hear from you guys. Go ahead and email us, podcast at toscados.com. Dana, as always, great talking with you today. You too, Nicole. Have a great day. Thanks.